0: Hello, and welcome back to the Test Drive Podcast, brought to you by Sport Car USA. I'm your host, Lee Baudet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Test Drive Podcast. I'm Lee Baudet, your host. I'm also the host of Test Drive, which you can check out on the YouTube channel anytime. I've been a radio broadcaster for over 40 years and a car enthusiast my entire life. Absolutely love cars. So, today's podcast, I thought I'd talk a little bit about car detailing. As many of you may know in prior episodes and podcasts, I'm not a mechanic. I really don't know a heck of a lot about putting an engine together, tearing it apart, anything like that. But I think I'm a pretty good car detailer. That's something that I can't mess up too badly. I just wanted to talk about how I got started getting into the car detailing, and I'm not a car detailer by any means saying that I have a car detailing business because I don't. It's just I'm a guy who absolutely loves automobiles and I love to make them shine. Pretty much simple as that. Back with my Uncle Johnny Laroque. His name was John Laroque and we called him Uncle Johnny. He's from Middlebury, lives in New York now, Northern New York, I believe. He worked for a place called Car Craft and it was based in Middlebury, he used to travel to various dealerships and stores, part stores, that is, delivering and selling products such as detailing products in particular. They specialize in McGuire products. So I was just a little tyke, and I used to love it when he would come visit our house In South Burlington, Vermont, we lived right by the airport, and I would just kind of hang around hoping for Uncle Johnny to say, hey, you want to go see a few people with me, Lee? Sure enough, he did that a few times, so I get to ride with Uncle Johnny in his car craft van or truck, and we visited many, many dealerships and stores, you know, kind of like Bond Auto, those types of stores that you hear about across the country. He had many different waxes that he would show the various car dealerships and store owners and managers. But like I said, he did, he did specialize in Meguiar products. And there's so many different products out there for detailing as far as waxes go. I grew up with Meguiars, Raynex, Mothers, Turtle Wax, Armor All, and Carnuba wax was a big, big thing. Now, it's all about ceramic waxes and sprays like the F11 you see online and the NexoGen. Again, you'll see that online. And a lot of people are wrapping their cars with ceramic. I actually have a 2020 Corvette, and I did get it ceramic-wrapped. Can I really tell and that there's a huge difference with this ceramic wrap? To be honest with you, I don't, I don't know. I, I just haven't decided whether it was worth the $1,500 or not to get it ceramic-wrapped. It, uh, it looks really shiny. I mean, I will say that, but it is a brand new car. I only have like 3,000 miles on it, and I bought it off the showroom floor. So ceramic wrap, I guess it's the thing to do these days. And I'll let you know on, in future podcasts how mine actually weathers. My first experience was with Meguiar's yellow carnauba wax. That was my Uncle Johnny used to sell. And I had a Capri, a Mercury Capri. Now, with that car, after I bought it, I went into the service in the National Guard, went to basic training, all those fun things, got home, and it was like getting a brand-new car out of the garage because there it was, a red, shiny Capri. And I wanted to take really, really good care of it, so I used the Meguiar's Yellow Carnuba Wax. Now, the Carnauba Wax, that was kind of difficult to work with. The conditions had to be perfect. You, uh, you certainly don't want to do it in the, in the sun, You don't want to put it on when it's really hot out or humid out, so the conditions have to be just right for that Canova wax to go on, and most importantly, getting it off. One of my buddies, his name is Steve, he came over to the house one day, and I said, hey, you know, bring your car. He had a, oh, what was it, an RT Dodge, Uh, I think it's called a Dodge Aspen, it was and a really nice white interior. It's kind of a sharp car, actually. It was the sporty Dodge at the time. And I said, bring your car over. We'll do our cars together. We'll wax them right up with this yellow carnauba wax from Meguiar's. It was kind of a warm day that day, and I had my car in the shade. And I don't know if Steve's car was in the shade exactly, but he put the carnauba wax on his vehicle, and he did the whole thing without doing it by sections. So he put the wax on And then when it was time to take the wax off, well, let's just say Steve had some problems. (laughs) He was out there with his microfiber cloths just trying to wipe that carnauba wax off, but it was so hard, it was solid, and it took him probably two to three hours trying to get that wax off. I mean, once it was off, it was beautiful. There's no question about it. But he swore up and down. He says, I'll never use that wax again. I continue to use that yellow carnauba wax because it did, like I said, a really, really good job. And there are a lot of different ways to apply wax these days. You can apply it by hand using a a buffer, most notably an orbital buffer. And you need to use your microfiber mitts and bonnets, of course. I probably have about every car detailing tool you can imagine. Uh, Products such as uh, these little tiny brushes... There, there's some that almost look like Q tips, so you can get in on all the crevices on the vehicle. And I'm talking inside and out. They have those California dusters. Now, the California dusters, and again, that's the name that is synonymous with these dusters. I always wonder do they scratch your car? And I've been to so many car shows, and I see so many people using those California dusters. And I've talked with many people, and they swear it does not scratch your car. Well, you know what? I think it probably does scratch a little bit depending on how clean the duster is but they say the more you use that duster the more it's going to work it's going to work better for you and i don't know i just i just can't get around the fact that you're using that over and over they don't want you to wash it not for quite a quite a long time actually if at all and it has some wax in it so i i have used it on my 66 mustang I haven't noticed any scratches or anything like that. But I guess if you had a microscope, you'd probably find some really fine scratches. But like I said, you go to any car show, whether it's Barrett Jackson or the MECOM auction, and you will see them using those dusters. So the jury's still out with me as far as that goes. And that's been many, many years of the making for me thinking about, is that going to scratch my car or not? So as far as car washing go. When you wash your car, of course, they always say you're supposed to wash your car from top to bottom. Always start at the top and end at the bottom with your rims and tires. Now, you want to be using a different mitt when it comes to the rims and tires. I see so many places that will—I'm talking like dealerships and things like that where, you know, it's a volume thing. they got to get the cars out. So a lot of dealerships in particular will, you know, have the, the guys in the back detailing the vehicles and washing them. And they're using the same mitt over and over and over. And I'm thinking that's just got to scratch some cars, doesn't it? So when I wash my car, I always make sure I have two buckets. Yes, it's the two bucket theory where you wash the top of the car, work your way down. Don't touch the rims at all until the very end. And then you will switch to a a kind of, I'm going to call it a dirty mitt. But everybody has a mitt that's kind of worn out. That's what I use on my rims and tires. And everything seems to come out a lot better than that. Now, what about car washes? Okay, car washes. I have been through car washes with my really nice vehicles. But they're always touchless car washes. It kills me to see people with a really nice car go through a car wash that have those rotating brushes, those rotating chamois, if you know what I mean. I know you do. My son called me one time from North Carolina He just bought a brand new Chevy 1500 truck. Beautiful truck. It's all jacked up. And, of course, the color was black, which is probably the most difficult color to keep clean and to avoid swirl marks from happening. So he called me. He says, Dad, he said I've got these, these marks on my truck. They're kind of like swirls. I said, oh, really? I said, what have you done to the truck? Anything at all? Try to clean it up, anything like that? He says, well, I took it to a car wash. And I said, Corey, was it a touchless car wash? Well, no, Dad. It was, you know, it had the brushes and everything, and I went through it. And I said, well, there, there's your answer, Corey. That is why you have swirl marks on your beautiful black truck. He asked me, how do I get them out? I said, you can, you know, they have swirl remover. You can try that. Probably... Not going to get them out by hand. You really do need like a buffer, orbital buffer. Or you could always take it to a professional detailer and hope and pray that those swirl marks will come out and those fine scratches. So he did do that. He got most of them out. But he certainly learned his lesson. Never take a vehicle through a car wash that has those rotating brushes, as far as I'm concerned. Because how could they not? Let's think about this. How could they not scratch your vehicle? Let's say I live in Vermont, okay, which I do. And the roads here can get pretty muddy, pretty messy. We have something called mud season. So what happens if there's a car in front of you and it's covered in mud? It goes through the car wash, right, right? Brushing off the car with those chamois-like brushes and you go through, you come out, boy, your car looks nice, doesn't it? Guess whose car is going in next? Mine. And I'm thinking, come on. There's no way those brushes and chamois-like brushes do not have mud on them and little fine specks of dirt. There's just no way. Guess what's going to happen? Those are going to go on my car, and they go around like 100 miles an hour. Oh, boy. Scratch, 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 scratch. There's a guy that I work with. He swears by those car washes, and I'm thinking, John, John, don't do it. You've got a beautiful TRD Pro, a Toyota TRD Pro 4Runner, And it's in lime rush green, and you just don't want to ruin that paint. But to this day, he still goes through the car wash. So that's my philosophy on car washes. Always go through a touchless car wash. What's nice about the touchless car wash also is that it will, they have a mechanism underneath where they can really get the power washing going underneath your vehicle. So that's my philosophy. And here in Vermont, yes, it's wintertime. And we have a lot of winter, a lot of mud season, as they call it. So it is good to get that power wash underneath your vehicle. But my goodness, stay away from those car washes that are not touchless. So what's the most satisfying thing about cleaning your car and getting it all waxed up? It used to be when you see the beads on your vehicle. You get a nice row of beads on your hood. It's like, whoa, I did a really nice wax job with that. Now it's really about the shine because most manufacturers, I think just about every manufacturer has the clear coat. So you've got to take care of that clear coat. And there's so many aftermarket products. We talked about as far as waxes go and the F11s out there, the Nexogens, and there's a whole bunch more. But as far as cleaning that vehicle with bird dew and other contaminants, bugs, you really want to get those items off your vehicle as quickly as possible so they make a lot of products such as quick detailer mcguire's there's mother's final finish i believe it's called so you always want to keep those items in your car meaning a spray bottle with those liquids and you always want to use a microfiber cloth when you see bird dew on your vehicle or tree sap you need to get that off immediately. I don't care if you're going shopping. You get out of your car, drop your wife off, drop your family off as they go into the store. You stay out there, and you, you get that bird dew off your car and other uh, contaminants because some of it is just nasty. As far as bird dew goes, I don't want to have a big you know, podcast here on bird dew, but let's face it, once the sun comes out and hits that It's going to bake right into your car. I remember once I had uh, an egg. Somebody threw an egg at my car during the Halloween season. It was lovely. And sure enough, it left a round mark on my vehicle because the sun came out the next day. I tried like heck to get that off. It would not come off. Also, I worked with a, a young lady. She always parked her vehicle underneath a pine tree. Oh, is there any worse tree out there than a pine tree? I'm sorry, pine tree lovers out there, but I just can't stand pine trees. They have cones. They have sap. They have needles. It's just a, an awful tree, and they will do a number on your vehicle. You've got to stay away from pine trees. I try to stay away from trees in general. I don't, tr- I don't like parking underneath any type of tree, but a pine tree, oh, boy, you're in for a lot of trouble there. So that's pretty much it for today's podcast, our car detailing podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to check out our Test Drive series on YouTube. We'll see you next time on our Test Drive podcast. I'm Lee Baudette, your host. And remember, let's never forget the men and women serving this great country of ours. Goodbye, everybody.